0: You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor podcast.
1: Good morning, and uh, welcome to the links. But I guess it's not—I don't know what time it is right now when you're watching this, but uh, uh, Matt and I are just sitting here chit-chatting. And uh, if you don't know, Matt Bucholman, I said it. that right? Good, Nailed awesome. It. Uh, Matt Buchelman is joining us today on the Lynx Podcast, and uh, you can find him when he's not at home with his wife and three kids. You can find him uh, at Rapid Fitness, nailed it, um, or somewhere in between. So, Matt, welcome to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you. We're uh, we're just kind of you know really the purpose of the podcast. If you're joining for the first time or this is the first time you've been on here, Matt, is really just to get to know your neighbors. So. Um, The topic today is Matt Buchelman and kind of who you are. Tell us. We were talking a little bit about growing up in Mitchell, but uh, fill that story out a little bit. Where you? Where you from? How did you get to Brandon? How did you get to Del Rapids? Yeah, so I grew up in Mitchell, South Dakota. Um,
0: Went to Mitchell Christian, that's the private school out there. Um, And after that, went to SDSU. Really thought that I was going to. I tested very high in like math and um, finance type subjects. Mm -hmm. So all my testing said, "Hey, lock yourself in a room and be an accountant." And while I have a knack for it, um, after three semesters of school at STSU, um, I knew I didn't love it. Like mm. I knew I didn't love it, love it. I'd hear about people talk about how they hated their their day jobs, and I was like, "That makes no <laughs> sense to me. You're going to spend half your life there." Yeah. Um, and so I knew I just wanted to do something that I really um, enjoyed and loved. And I'd gotten into lifting, um, definitely at college. Okay. and i I loved what I saw in myself and so I had determined at that point it was either going to be um music or fitness and and so i I became a statistic I dropped out of school and um, <laughs> i went to, they have like a, a trade school for personal training up in the cities Okay, um, and so i left s e s u to go and do that um, which at that point in time um like trade schools are way more widely accepted today mm-hmm. than they were um you know even ten years ago, but a trade right. school for personal training it's uh it's more of a hobby is what I was generally told <laughs> so um so that's why I left yeah. and I did um after I had graduated um from that i I took a job down in Sioux Falls here at a snap fitness okay right down the road here and um I was there for three and a half years after working for about three months um the owner and I had gotten pretty close yeah. and I told him. I don't think it's just personal training. I'm interested in. I'm interested in buying you out. Like I want to be an owner at some point. Oh, okay. And so he started to kind of prime me for um, buying him out. And a year, or two, three passed, and I was like, "All right, let's let's do this thing. Let's go. I want to see evaluation." Mm-hmm. And when that time came, we just weren't on the same page. Um, we were just too far apart. Um, I still have a really great relationship with him. It just wasn't the right fit, and mm-hmm. and I also learned. Um, during that time, as I started to um, investigate, it was a franchise, so you'd be a franchisee, okay. right. and I liked the idea of not having to listen to somebody else. So, you know, <laughs> as, as a franchise, if they want you to paint, that was a big thing. Snap Fitness is what it was, and if if they wanted you to paint the walls a certain color, you had to paint them. And at that time, they were rebranding, and they had everybody change their colors and. Um, or the color was the same, but the paint was supposed to change. The equipment was supposed to cycle out. And as a franchisee, it's like, wow, that's a (laughs) $50,000 expense I have to do just because you want it to be different across the the board. Um, And I also you know, um, wanted to kind of create my own brand. But I also learned I didn't want to necessarily be in the thick of Sioux Falls at that point. Um, I wanted to find a need and fill it. That was... Uh uh, that was something I heard somebody say back then, and, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? Let's find a facility that needs some TLC and mm-hmm. go and fix it up. and And that's where I had you yeah. know cold called different gym owners, and I think I had Facebook messaged Todd Tryon, uh-huh. and yeah. he got back to me, and he was looking at get getting rid of clubs in Brandon, Del Rapids, and um, Harrisburg. Sure, and. Um, Brandon wasn't in my budget. Um, they were just asking too much for it. Um, the Harrisburg one I think was spoken for at the time. So I looked at Dell's and I drove up there and, um, there just wasn't much going on. No personal training, no one-on-one stuff. And that's Mm -hmm. what I did. Mm -hmm. So I knew even if I wasn't very good at it. It's like at, at business ownership, I could I could make it go. You know, <laughs> sure, instead sure. of making a commission on my personal training, I can keep it all. Um, sure. So that's what I did. Moved to Dells, um, and we were there for a couple of years, and we were growing really well because people took to us pretty well uh, for uh, being local and and filling a need and working with kids and and so we I knew I wanted to expand and, yeah. and expand our our offerings. And we had two options as I saw it. The way that it's built up there, it's kind of landlocked. Um, you have quarries up there, and you have cornfields, and you have a golf course. So how the the city can kind of expand is limited. So commercial real estate was a real challenge. So when I saw ground break on one of my two options, I was like, oh, man, we're, we got to go. <laughs> sure. um, so I, I ditched my lease and... Um, broke that lease and um got into a different facility that's the the short end the current one in in dells the current one in dells yep so that's six six thousand square feet so what
1: what year did you begin when did you start this rapid fitness just give us kind of a timeline here um so i started personal training
0: in sioux falls in october of 2011 okay And then I continued to do that and and started Rapid Fitness August of 2015. Okay. Um, I broke that lease and moved into a new facility March of 2019. Okay. And that's where things kind of started to snowball. And part of that um, acquisition um, was we had bought out um, essentially a a group fitness company that was up there. They did very well. there's a, a couple that had started at Lee and Brittany Bullock, and um and they're kind of they've got several kids, and their kids are kind of getting to the age where man we're going to be all over the place. Sure. <laughs> and I was looking to expand, and so I cold called Brittany one day, and I was like, hey, I'm looking to do this. Is there any way that maybe we can kind of come together and be in the same facility? Um, and that ended up working out, where she has to do less um, administrative or like. Big picture type, sure. You know, day to day business stuff, and she can show up in service sessions, which is uh, doing more of what she loves and less of what she doesn't love. It was a really good thing for her, I think, and um, her and her family. And so we got into um, that new space in March of 2019. Okay, and part of that was um, I got nominated for like an award back then, and. I ended up winning it. It was like Young Entrepreneur of the Year through the SBA. Um, okay. And a lot of different opportunities came about. And that's how I ended up, somebody brought me the financials for the Brandon facility uh-huh. um, that was in the middle of being sold. And, you know, I looked at it and where it was or- originally listed for price wise, I was like, this isn't it. Um, but I knew where I wanted it to come to. And, and, they came all the way to me and
1: yeah. um it worked out. So I yeah. Well I, I it, it's a it's an industry, obviously in that time frame with COVID and I mean it's traditionally. I I remember meeting Todd and he and I played together for the storm back in two thousand, two thousand one and I remember, you know, him starting the gym business and it's a it's a uh, it's 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 a difficult business. I I mean it's sometimes difficult to, you know, to make it. And and you seem to have made it and uh, you seem to be thinking about it the right way. You you mentioned it kind of personally, you got into this back in college. Was that something that was, I mean, what was that like? How did you discover, boy, I want to help people be healthier? What was that like? Um, So initially I got
0: into it because you start lifting. You're a teenage guy. I was a little self conscious about how skinny I was, mm-hmm. um, where like you could kind of see some of my ribs where I was like super thin, um, and put on some muscle. And I was really excited about that. And so I initiated this process to go through school for it. And one of my first clients, um, you know, during his consultation, he's like, "Oh, I want, you know, I want to lose a lose a few pounds. You know, I lose some weight." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, uh, you know, like why? What would that What would that enable you to do?" It's like, "Well, I'd be able to." Move a bit better, get up and down. I was like, okay, um, you know, is there something that, you know, why, why do we want that? And, mm-hmm. and he just like looked at me and he's like, dude, I just found my wife's pregnant. I'm like, I can't get on the floor to play with my kid. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. And so that, wow. that next year, um, he ended up losing, a, uh, I think it was like 75 plus pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, they reduced and eventually they eliminated his medication for blood pressure and cholesterol. And um, I just remember we got to that point, and I just thought this is it. Like mm-hmm. I, I can work with athletes. Like I, I enjoy that. I enjoy more of the mentoring sides of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember like that quality of life that you're able to hand to somebody else, or yeah. like you know walk beside them. They're they're the they're the ones who did it. Obviously, yeah. right. um, it's their success. But you get to be a part of it, and that is just like that's so exciting for me because that's
1: like that's everyday people. Yeah. Yeah, guide guiding somebody on their journey, seeing them become successful mm-hmm. is such a such a rewarding thing. And whether it's, you know, fitness or finance or faith, whatever, you know, whatever area that is, it's so it's so awesome to to help someone, you know, realize and actualize what they want to be. What would you say to, on, on a lot of people that listen to this podcast? Obviously, some of them might even be working out right now. They mm-hmm. might even be working out at rapid um but what would you say to somebody that's kind of on the beginning of that beginning of that journey um and they want they have a goal, you know, simple goal like want to get to play with their kids or maybe see their grandkids or what would you say as a starting place for someone who's asking those questions? Small things add up. Um I think it's
0: it's overlooked that anything that you do every day is a big part of your life. And so you know, initially people come in with these preconceived ideas as to like what enough is. Mm-hmm. And so often it's like, oh, I need to do 30 minutes of cardio. I'm like, where are you getting that number from? It's like, you, <laughs> you ain't never touched a treadmill before. You know, <laughs> why, why are you got to go for 30? Like, go for five minutes, go for 10 minutes, you know, sure. like do something today. And if that became like your normal, it's like that's yeah. going to really add up because you didn't get to this place overnight. Like you didn't get to this place that – You didn't want to be overnight. Mm -hmm. Don't expect to get to that place. You do want to be Uh, overnight, so you have to focus on the process-oriented things, um, the things that you do every day, because those are the things that really accumulate. (laughs) um, And I think they're overlooked a lot of times, you know, Um, because you imagine if you read, you know, thirty pages, you know, a day in a book. Well, you're gonna burn your way through so many books and and acquire so much knowledge. It's like, well, it was only 30 pages. Same thing Mm -hmm. goes with exercise. It's like, well, I only was losing half a pound a week, dude. That's 26 pounds in a year. You know, these things really do add up. Um, So I think that's you know, your everybody's starting place will be different. Sure, because people love to compare themselves to the people who are like, in their mind, crushing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the people who
1: are crushing it, they're, they're just showing up every day. Yeah, comparison. I, I, you know, and I, I wanted to ask you about roadblocks too. But I, and in my experience, when you compare yourself to somebody else, that's a formula for for stagnation and re- regression. When you're looking at somebody else rather than going, okay, what am I trying to do? It's a huge roadblock. What other roadblocks do you see in the uh, in the fitness and wellness
0: world? Um, misinformation and overcomplicating things. Um, you know, there's there's a whole camp now that you know, like. <laughs> you have like your plant-based diets and then you have like your carnivore-based diets. Okay. And so your carnivore, you know what that is? It, yeah, sure. You yeah. literally just eat meat. Um, it, it sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> and so like that group comes straight out and and they'll say, hey, you know, like you have all these anti-nutrients and in, in vegetables and it's like, well, so now we're scared <laughs> of vegetables, you know, like, you, oh, that's crazy. And then you have like... um you know the, the plant-based group who might come out and say, "Hey, all, pro, all you know, uh, animal-based products are bad, bad." And it's like <laughs> you know, for the vast majority of people, um, I like the words more or less, where it's like, "Hey, less highly processed foods. Sure, We're sure. gonna get more highly nutritious foods." You know, it's it's not like, "Hey, all or nothing." You know, because right. that's um, there's like this, it's a restriction and binge cycle. It's like the harder you restrict something, it's like a rubber band. Sure,
1: okay. Yeah. It's,
0: it's going to snap back. Um, and a lot of people go through that same process where something that was eye-catching was something that was really drastic. Mm. And it's like, well, <laughs> you can do that for a week or two weeks, um, but we have to look at what are you willing, again, what are you willing yeah. to do every right. day? Right. Those are the things that add up. Um, it might not be as drastic, but man-
1: if you could stick to it that's where you win
0: that's where you win
1: well this is this is great stuff i i'm i'm taking it we're gonna definitely have you back this is really helpful because it's an issue for a lot of folks and a lot of young people you know i that's one of the things that i appreciate about being a member at rapid is uh you know just the number of young people that are there and they're doing something yeah uh that's that's so cool and and, and talk a little bit about now brandon you've you you started in Dell Rapids but now you've expanded uh into Brandon. Uh talk to us a little bit about somebody that's new to Brandon. What have you enjoyed about being a part of the Brandon uh community of small businesses and the people of Brandon? Talk talk a little bit about what you what you love about Brandon. Uh, there's
0: definitely a learning curve there for me, you know, when I mm-hmm. got there there was there's definitely things to learn um, about the people and and what the people wanted. And that's that's really what the whole business model is centered around. Is like I don't need to fill up the building and do everything copy and paste like a franchise. It's like, well, how about we leave some space where people can give requests and um, you know decide what they want this facility to be. Mm-hmm. Um, in a sense, like obviously there's your non-negotiables, but it's like you know um, I, I would say that my wife and I went to uh, Chamber of Commerce, not Chamber of Commerce. Um, yeah, it was a chamber of yep, commerce meeting. Chamber, yeah, it yeah, was a, as a lunch meeting. And the, the principal was speaking in um, one day, and that, this is like something I've found to be consistent across the board is, you know, he talked about wanting to grow together. Um, so mm-hmm. when you talk about the schooling, they're planning for all this growth because Brandon's it's just exploding. And they don't want to just grow to grow. It's like, hey, we want to grow together. We don't want to split up in all these different schools. Like they... They're working really hard to grow in a way that is um, managed, um, I guess. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. I, I hear that. You know, can definitely. you think of a better way to
1: say that? Like, they're very well, intentional, and in they're trying to be intentional correct. with their growth. Yeah, it's almost in some ways, you know, there's a little bit of a, a, a dissimilar problem that they have in Del It's Like, w- we have so much room to grow. Mm-hmm. We have to be careful. Brandon started, you know, this year, Brandon's celebrating 50 years as a community. Mm. But people have been living here for 150 years. right? And so there's so much farmland and there's so much real estate that's being developed between the state line and Sioux Falls, Um, you know, 50 years from now, what is Brandon going to look like? What's Sioux Falls going to look like? I, I really appreciate the, you know, the perspective of Dr. Larson is very attuned to that. And, you know, even... Mayor hankin spoke at the um, uh, at, at a chamber lunch, and he talked about that. He said, "You know, in, in 50 years, what's what Sioux Falls going to look like? Well, it's likely not going to look like you know Mitchell or Minot, North Dakota, where I grew up. I mean, right. it's becoming um, you know a metro area. Mm-hmm. Even Del Rapids. I mean, Del Rapids is, as you said, you know, in some ways landlocked, but I mean." I mean, there's not a lack of people that want to live in Del Rapids.
0: Right, this whole area, it's one of the more inbound states, you know, and Mm. um, for a lot of reasons. I was, you know, I was, when I was trying to figure out like what my next business move was going to be, I was pitched a couple of different gyms and they happened to be on the wrong side of the border. (laughs) You know, (laughs) and after after COVID, like that was like cold water on me. I was like, I'm not going to touch it because, you know, they shut down gyms for months and months during COVID in Minnesota, you know, and um and a lot of people are coming into South Dakota, and um, they like how business friendly it is. They like the people
1: around here, and yeah. lots of new, you know, lots of new people coming here that are looking for a place to connect. And you know, one of the first places people look is, you know, a gym. So, well, we've done a good job, I think, talking about fitness. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about Matt. You, yeah. uh, you, family. Tell us about your family. Uh, you mentioned your wife and kids, but mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that as we as we wrap up here.
0: Um, so, I got a wife. Uh Margot and we met mm. at Rapid Fitness in two thousand sixteen. Nice. Uh, that's the place that's the place to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> uh one of my first trainers ended up dating and marrying his his now wife. Um, okay at the gym too. But um Margo and I met in two thousand sixteen, uh, I got married in two thousand eighteen, um and we got three kids under the age of four. Um so we we're just and
1: worldwide. just recently you had I mean We were taught the last time we had lunch, you were telling me that Mm -hmm. Margot was, was, yeah, she was like, she was, she was pretty uncomfortable.
0: She did not have a great pregnancy, she (laughs) -hmm. was bedridden. Um, So, Adeline, Luella, and Bo, and uh, Bo is nine months now, Luella's three and a half, and Luella's two and a half. So, we like to keep things moving, keep it interesting. I was going to say, you've got a, you're, you're on a pretty tight timeline there. Oh, why not? Why not? So, I mean, that's that's us. She actually, um, you know, there there were. She used to be a teacher. Okay. Um, she got her masters as a reading specialist. Very very gifted, uh, talented communicator. Um, and but there were there were several things that she ended up like bring home with her. Um, and so happens it was during COVID when they you know when teachers had to be in the classroom, but then they had to do all these online offerings too, and um, she was just really burnt out and and not loving it um, mm-hmm. and i wouldn 't be surprised if she returned to education in some capacity mm-hmm. um, well now now I think she 's entertaining this headspace that it 's like man, I could do really anything. I kind of get to choose that, mm-hmm. um, whereas some people are scared to leave their current profession because of you know oh well, it was stable mm-hmm. um, so that that 's when we decided together to go in on brandon because it was like hey let's let's do this together and
1: um and we get to work together every single day now and um it's pretty wild it's pretty great yeah that's awesome what a cool what a cool story well matt i appreciate you taking the time and and uh thank you for joining us um this podcast is is bought and paid for by brandon wellness and Mm -hmm. our vision is to build and invest in the in the uh the health and wellness of our community and uh we're kind of starting year two of this process. You and I have talked about this. Um, I'm I'm really excited about the future and what wellness can look like in Brandon. And uh, I'm so glad you're a part. And uh, we'll keep talking. And uh, until until uh, you know we we have you back next time. Uh, it's great to have you, man. Thanks for being awesome. Thanks for thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast. The purpose of the Love Your Neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time. You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go links.